Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Today, we are joined by my dear friend, Kimberly Snyder. I've been such a fan of Kimberly since long before I had a blog or a podcast or before I was even in the wellness world at all. I was reading her books. I was following her. I was devouring her plant-based knowledge and inspiration and her beautiful life and I'm so happy that over the years we have become friends and she is one of my ultimate expanders and eye openers and inspirations for all things motherhood above all and also just living an aligned embodied spiritual life she truly walks the walk and we are so similar we really get along on so many levels so when we have a conversation I am gazing into her soul. She's gazing into my soul. She really matches that deep eye contact that I try to give everyone that I've been told is rather intense the way that I look into people's soul. And Kimberly completely matches it. So now I understand what people are saying when they say that I am gazing so deeply into their soul because Kimberly does the same thing right back. And this conversation I really wanted to do on the podcast because I am now pregnant. For anyone who has not been following along, by the time this comes out, I will be five months pregnant. I'll be about 20 weeks or maybe 21 weeks by the time this comes out. And I am fully plant-based in this pregnancy. And Kimberly was the first person that I went to to ask for her advice on supplementation and diet, nutrition, and just making sure that I was getting everything that I needed during this plant-based pregnancy. She has had two super healthy plant-based pregnancies and she has two adorable vegan plant-based sons. She has a five or six-year-old and she also has a baby who just turned one named Moses who is my little spirit animal and he makes me so excited to be a boy mom and Kimberly does too. So I wanted to have her on the podcast above all to talk about plant-based pregnancy, raising vegan children, all of the myths against why that is not possible or that's not healthy or that's restrictive. We get into it and she shares from her expert nutritionist point of view. She also has so much experience in the space, but what I love most about this conversation is that it's not just about food. In fact, 
I don't think we really even talked about food that much in this episode at all because Kimberly knows it just goes so much deeper than that. Food is the gateway for so many of us to living in a line life, to living light, living easeful, and to being clear channels for the divine or source or whatever it is that you believe in. So in this episode, we talk a lot about living a spiritual life and going deeper than the surface. So just being in tune and meditating and how to return to our body's cues so that we as the mother or the spirit, the vessel, even if you're not a mother, the human vessel, we are in charge and we can listen to our own instincts. So pretty much we always know what's working for us and what's not working for us. So we get into the spiritual side of things. We talk all about holistic motherhood and we do get into plant-based pregnancy and raising vegan kids, the supplements that you need, all the different things to be mindful of to make it a healthy, nutritious, balanced way of life for our bodies and for our children. I think my biggest passion on this earth is talking about plant-based life and how it really is the gateway for us to go so much deeper. So this was the first of many conversations with Kimberly to talk about this subject. She's also coming back on the podcast round three later this year before my maternity leave hiatus to talk about her new book, which is all about spirituality. It's a really big pivot for her, and I can't wait for her to tell you guys more about it. So before we dive into the episode, I would love to thank our sponsor for today's show, Four Sigmatic. So let's talk all about Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that is well known for their delicious mushroom coffee. Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin coffee. And they have so many different adaptogens and different types of functional mushrooms in their coffee, like lion's mane for productivity and chaga for immune support, just to name a few. I have been starting my day with Four Sigmatic coffee for as long as I can remember instead of regular coffee because it helps me focus so that I can get shit done. I can be on top of my day, but without those crazy coffee jitters that we all know what that caffeine crash feels like. It's amazing and I feel such an uptick in my productivity especially when I take that lion's mane and mix it with my homemade coconut milk with some cinnamon. Oh my God, it's so good. It's such a delicious, cozy way to start the day. And I also love that mushroom coffee is easy on the gut and it doesn't leave you with that awful jittery feeling or that midday crash that coffee does. All of Four Sigmatic's products are organic, vegan, and gluten-free, plus every single batch is third-party lab-tested to ensure its purity and safety, so you know that you're getting the highest quality coffee and mushrooms possible. Now, one thing that you're probably thinking is, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? And I can guarantee you it doesn't taste like that at all. It tastes just like the coffee that you know and love. It brews dark and nutty and it tastes incredible. There is a reason why Four Sigmatic has been my longest standing sponsor of the show and it's because I just love them so much. They also offer a 100% money back guarantee that you will love every sip or you will get your money back. 
we have worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee, but this is just for the Balanced Blonde listeners. Get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde. This offer is only for our TBB listeners and is not available on their regular website. You'll save up to 40% off and get free shipping, so go right now to F-O-U-R- S-I-G-M-A-D-I-C dot com slash blonde and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. Now let's head into this episode with the amazing Kimberly Snyder. Yay. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my God. This is like a dream. You're in my woman cave. You're sitting amongst my crystals. Your crystal <laughs> oasis in the middle of Topanga. Just inspiring me to move oh out here. Gosh, to, be a dream, honey. Yes. You belong here land. with me and with the trees. <laughs> I do. And like just the way that you raise your family. Like I know that I want to live out here because wherever your kids are going to school. I'm like, that would definitely align because all these things are so new to me. Yeah. That I'm pregnant and going to become a mother, which is just so exciting. It's so exciting, love. And I remember, I'm getting goosebumps hearing you talk about it. Now I have two children. I have two sons and our oldest is five and our youngest just turned one. And I remember that feeling of just so much unknown and you know, all the stuff that comes down the road. And I don't know about you, but when I was pregnant, I was really focused on the birth and I wasn't thinking so much about everything else, which is most of everything else. But, you know, first time on the birth was like, oh my gosh, how is this thing going to get out? Yes, I've been very focused on the birth as well. And if I think too far ahead, it gets overwhelming. And you don't need to think that far ahead. I had no idea what kind of mom I was going to be. And then when Emerson was born, it was just so natural. I didn't go to books for the source of information. I I did women's groups. I did like mommy and me's. I talked to other moms and a lot of my own instinct was just so obvious. So I became a, and I am still an attachment parent, which means we co-sleep, he's on my body. You know, my oldest didn't, wasn't in the stroller till two. So we just, I just held him all the time and there's no right or wrong, obviously just whatever feels right. And I have mom friends that don't like a lot of touch. So they're stroller, they want their body to have some space. So it's beautiful to let it unfold and see how you feel authentically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. No right. idea what to expect. So there's attachment parents. What What are the, do you know the other types? Like are there <laughs> names? So there's something called the Rye method. Well, you could say you're a Rye parent, which is really about more independence. And it's like respect, like respecting them as individual little beings. So that would be more of the stroller, more of, you know, kind of having space between the parent and the child. Mm -hmm. So I have rye friends, attachment parenting. There's like the pickler method. I mean, there's so many different iterations and then you don't have to label it, of course, Uh just like whatever (laughs) feels good to you. But for me, I am also a working mom. I work full time. I have my business. I run Saluna. I have the Feel Good podcast. I'm writing books. Um, You do a lot. I just wrote my (laughs) my sixth book and I want to be the one 
with the babies. So I do have a hard time letting go. So I'm the one that drives EE, our older one, to his classes now. And I'm always with the baby, which means working late into the night. I work on the weekends. I do all those things. But at the same time, I feel like every working mom has to find what feels right to her. So I do the podcast during nap time. And you, you, know, you just find a way to make it work. And I think if we listen to ourselves and we don't try to look like other moms or what other people are doing, that's always when it feels the best. Mm-hmm. That's such good advice. That's something I've thought a lot about, just like how I'm going to continue the brand with having yes. a baby. And I also want to be very involved with the baby. I think so many moms do. So I think about that and I think about time and just all of those things. You know what I think, love? I think time changes when you have a baby. I had anxiety, fear, worry, like a lot of us, like I won't be able to accomplish my dream. You know, it's like a mixed bag. You're so happy you're pregnant, but then you're like, oh my gosh, I still want to do X, Y, Z. And I have found that since having kids, everything is actually skyrocketed. I feel like I just wrote my best book. Business is doing really well. Everything's growing. It moves you towards clarity and efficiency. If that, those are your intentions. So when I mean that, I mean, when I'm with them, I'm really with them. I don't have my phone. I'm not trying to do a text on the side. I just really dive in. And then when I'm doing work, I really dive in. And before there was like this kind of like, oh, let me just kind of browse around or do this for me, organize my files on my desktop. Now, because I know that's my time to work, I go in. Mm-hmm. So it's my intention for that time. And it's being really clear what I'm doing. And there's so much joy. Your heart just explodes when you have a baby. So there's just so much like, for me, it just feels like an energy infusion into my projects. And so I will say though, it is not like it's easy. It's still a lot of work. You see, I have Miss Elena. We were talking about, I think support is really important. So I have, you know, I call her my house manager and she does the food shopping and she cleans and she cooks and she just helps with like all these other things. I, I say I can do two jobs, but not three. So I can be a mom I can run, you know, write and run the company. And then the third, which is running the house, I hand off. So I think, again, it's important to to get support on the things that you don't really want to do. Definitely. Yeah, that sounds perfect because running the house is not my forte either, even now. Yeah. So that's so <laughs> wonderful. You can outsource it. <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. And again, like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, great. Like, I wish I could have that person. You know, I know I'm very, very grateful to have that person, but also pods, like we're in a pod. So we, you know, we have the kids play together, carpooling. Like there's many ways to outsource things that are, you know, don't have to cost any money. So it's great to work with the community, family members, friends, and just figure out what you can hand off, what you can share. And that opens up everything. That's so true. That's so helpful. We can't do everything by ourselves. No, we can't. (laughs) Trying to is just an uphill battle that none of us need to be on. It's it's intense. And then nothing feels good. Then you feel like you're behind in work and then you're not present with your baby or your husband. And yeah, it just is like, we don't want to live in that no man's lands. Exactly. And you're very present. That's something that I've always Mm. noticed about you. I know that you're so present with your family. And when we're together, you're so present. (laughs) And when I, you know, when we're texting, like, and then you, I know when you're with your family because you're not texting back. And I think that's such a beautiful way to live life. Oh, thank you, my love. That I hope to 
hope to be similar. Well, I feel like you're very present. <laughs> yeah, and it's I think so I already am like that. Yeah, it's really nice to be here in the same space. And I feel like, you know, I've been meditating for 12 years and that journey just deepens and deepens. And I think when we really start to connect inward, you can really look into someone's eyes. Cause you know, before that, I remember I always used to look down or I'd look away or you blink, you just have a little bit more trouble with that eye gaze. But I think, you know, as you, as we grow, we just become more comfortable. We can't be, become more accepting of ourselves. So then it's just much more relaxed when you're sitting with someone. Exactly. Someone was just saying to me the other day, wow, you gaze so deep into my eyes. Like yes. you're looking into my soul. What are, yes. you, what are you doing kind of thing? I was like, I'm just, that's just what I do. Yes. And you it's do the, too. The you beingness, really do too. Uh-huh. The, the quality of beingness. Exactly. Because people are used to, thinking about what they're going to say or what I'm going to do next. Um, And as I shared with you, we did a beautiful circle this past weekend for my husband. And I said to everybody, and I do the women, you know, do the circle, the Saluna circle, which is our online program on Zoom. So we can still hold space, even though there's technology, it's still beautiful. And I say, this is for me, you know, based in the Native American council, which is where everybody sits in a circle. And some of the attributes are equality. So when we sit, we're not like on the surface of, you know, who's more senior, who has a you know, higher job title, who makes more money, who's prettier. Like none of that matters. It's soul to soul. And second is spontaneity, meaning when whoever's speaking, we, we are with that person. So the circle was everybody wrote down a word that they were grateful for. And John, my husband, and everybody went around and it was this chance to, for them to speak from their heart to John's. He was crying. He felt so much love, but also it's a gift to that person speaking because they're get, they get to be in the present moment and being heard and witnessed and seen. So all around it's healing and beautiful and giving people the gift of presence. Mm-hmm. Like we're saying, cause It's actually quite rare, I think. It's so rare and it's such a (laughs) gift. Tell us how you met your husband. You guys are so cute together. Oh, thank you, my love. So we met at a dinner party uh, here in Venice Beach or down the road now. We used to live in Venice. And it was actually through another podcast friend I made. And he was organizing this dinner. His name is Aubrey Marcus. And John represented his company, which is called On It. And so there was like 12 people there. And we, you know, we, we kind of get to the party. I was talking to some other people and then we got into a conversation. So it was him and I and one other person. And then we saw each other and this other person kind of faded away. And it was like, boom. And John tells the story now within 15 minutes, he said to someone, that's going to be my wife. So this is Friday night and we hung out and we talked. And then I was like, oh, I think I have to go because I do a beach walk in the morning. And he was like, well, I'll do the beach walk with you. And I said, are you sure? Because it's in like five hours. (laughs) And he said, yeah, I'm going to come. So he shows up at seven in the morning and we do this two hour walk. And I was like, wow, I'm feeling really connected to this guy. And then afterwards, I was like, you know, this is so weird. I don't usually do this, but I have an event tonight for Levi's. I do some speaking for them. And I said, do you want to come with me? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, yeah. So then he came and then we had dinner. So we did three dates in 24 hours. And it was just like, Jordan, it was like, boom. Sunday, we didn't see each other. Then Monday, we went to dinner and he told me that he loved me. So three days later. And two months later, we were married. 
married. Married. That is incredible. But here's the crazy part of the story. At his wedding and every friend that I met said, you know, John was so adamant. I will never get married. I will never have kids. He even went to the doctor once to get a vestectomy. He just was a true bachelor, like really loved being on his own. And then it turned. And I will say this, when I met him, I was in a, I had gone out, I just emerged from this period, five months of like really going deep into my meditations. I was doing so much self-work. I was really happy being by myself. I was really calm. I was really centered. And then when he showed up, even though he's so different than, you know, what I would have imagined, covered in tattoos, into motorcycles and, you know, MMA fighting, and he has a gold grill in his teeth. I just felt the connection. So here we are. Wow. (laughs) I think the last time that you were on the podcast, you were engaged. Yes. Was it right then? Yeah. Okay. I I remember, I I think you were either engaged or you had just gotten married. Oh yeah. Okay. I can't remember exactly when it was, but amazing. Me neither. But I know that (laughs) something like that was going on. That's so special. What a beautiful love story. Yeah. So I feel like I love sharing it because I know a lot of people long for partnership and long for love. And I think as humans, we want to share our experience. Of course, there's people that are happy to be solo, but for me, I knew that I wanted a partner, but I wanted a deep soul connection. And so for me, I love to, you know, say when you do work on yourself, when you connect, that is such a different vibration as you move through the world. And then it is a magnetism that helps you find that partner because you're just on a different, you are in your fullest vibration. It becomes very strong. Yes. You're on a different frequency and it attracts everything. It attracts partnership. It attracts friendship. It's such a beautiful field, force field. Yes. How did you meet your husband? We met, well, we were friends first. Okay. We met almost eight years ago at an event that I was hosting for a app that I used to have, a recipe okay. app. And I invited all these different fitness studios in LA, just cold emails. Hey, Orange Theory Fitness, um, <laughs> I'm Jordan. You should come to my event. And he came on behalf of Orange Theory. Oh. He actually, I remember he called me first. He said, my name's Jonathan and I'm going to be coming to your event on behalf of Orange Theory. Wow. And I just thought that that was so cute because, and just so old school. Like nobody was, calling me um, so polite and gentlemanly emails and like you know I had invited yoga studios and I'm not hearing back like I'm not even sure why I was inviting like studios but at the time I was and he came and wow. there were a lot of people there he didn't even know what I looked like so he was going up to every blonde because of course the name the balanced blonde are you Jordan do you know Jordan and everyone's like well I know Jordan like you know what are you doing here if you don't know Jordan kind of thing so he actually talked to my sister for a while and then she grabbed me and said you have to have to meet this guy Jonathan he came wow. he doesn't know anybody he's so funny and he's so cool and they had all these mutual friends so they had so much in common wow she introduced us and then he said you should come to the studio sometime and i was like i'm not i'm not a runner i'm not into high intensity interval Um, oh my god no so i went and i started going every day for two years come on because of him and he trained me for the la marathon what so is he a trainer uh, he's not a trainer. He so he does operations okay. for the region, but everybody thinks he's a trainer. People used to think he was like 
the studio manager, the owner, because he's, he's just kind fit. of everywhere yeah. um, in the studio. And he's super fit. He's an Iron Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the only marathon I've ever done, we ran it together. He oh paced me. We were friends. I was actually dating someone else. And okay. He was just not dating anybody. He was kind of he similar was to your husband. <laughs> he was very much living the bachelor life. He was loving yes. it. And then I was single come 2017. It was New Year's Eve. And he came to an event that I was hosting. He was like one of the only men. It was like 60 women or so. Wow. This New Year's Eve yoga class. And I could just tell that he was lingering around he was cleaning up he was gonna stay like late into the wow. night and then yeah, he was cleaning he up he was he was it. like he became the co-host like immediately it was so cute and wow. yeah we kissed he told me how he felt i told him i felt the same way so beautiful and been together ever since wow so such a deep love wow and similar to what you're saying it's i i definitely crave that depth of soul connection and we have that and that's that's all i need like he sees yeah he sees my soul yes mm -hmm. yes and that is the most powerful yes. thing i did a podcast with my husband and we were he loves to say this and he goes on and on about how sometimes people think partnership is we both ski uh-huh like <laughs> to to cook you know barbecue together and that can be nice having activities and hobbies and similar interests. But like I said, John and I do very different things. Like I'm into yoga and he's into like CrossFit. You know, I like to read a lot and he likes to watch fights. You know, it's just, we don't do the same things, but that's the doing, the being. No one has ever seen me this deeply. And I've never felt like just this like very masculine, like, strong, kind, like all the energy that I want. So I feel like the seeing of each other, it's so powerful. It's so beautiful. And you're totally right. There doesn't, there don't have to be those similarities. Yeah. And Jonathan and I are so different and people always want to know, does he believe in, you know, speaking to aliens and channeling angels and some of these things that I do? Yeah. And he really doesn't. And it's not that he doesn't believe in it. It's just not his thing. Yeah. But, but he, he respects, respects it. it. And that's, that's all what that matters. really needs to Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Totally. And he's plant-based now. Oh, he's wonderful. been vegan for almost two years. Wow. So that brings me to a topic that I so want to talk to you about, which is plant-based pregnancy yes. and nutrition. So we didn't even mention you're an amazing nutritionist. That's been your career for many years. And that's how I found you so long ago before I even had my own blog. So wow. So full circle. And You've had two incredible plant-based pregnancies. So tell us tell us <laughs> what we need to know. What are the tips? So amazing. I love, I remember you mentioned that when we first did the podcast that you were familiar with some of my earlier books. And I'll say, love, we, we spoke last time. The first two books were like, here's my playbook for food. It was very like straightforward. And it was um, where I was in my journey, just being really bloated literally constipated, having a lot of energy problems, having problems with my hair and with my skin. So food became this way, this pathway for me to heal myself. But then around 2015, which is when I wrote my third book, there was this big transition because I could see that food was the pathway in, but there was so much deeper to go. So now I consider 
myself, you know, nutrition is part of what I do, but now I talk about the four cornerstones, which are food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. And these four are really important to pregnancy and it all works together. So now I talk, you know, I have um, my practical enlightenment meditation method that I teach and the spiritual, the emotional part really connecting in because what I started to find in research and in work with my clients was even if the food was great, if there was a lot of body shame, limiting beliefs, beating yourself, all the stress, it really impacted your digestion. It really impacted your hormones. And so it wasn't really possible to take someone to the best, you know, the, feeling their best unless we worked holistically. So when I talk about pregnancy and we have that pregnancy course coming out in a few months, it, there's actually a section for each. So the food part is key, but working with your body, the supplements you take, how you exercise, the emotional part is huge. And the spiritual part is huge because in that gestation period, there's so much, you know, in the, in the yogic belief system, there's a lot happening with the formation of the root chakra, especially while you're pregnant in the baby. So really like connecting safety, security, these are energies that will take that child through life. So, but from a food perspective, yes, I've been plant-based now for over about 13 years. And so for me, plant-based was you know, prior to conception, conception um, all through pregnancy post. And I will say, again, very grateful that with both of the children, we did get pregnant on the first try essentially. So it was just like this open space and I was clear in our intention, you know, the intention to allow the soul to come in. Um, but to answer your question, I found plant-based eating a remarkable way to go through pregnancy um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, lowest amount of toxicity load, right? We know that a lot of toxins bioaccumulate as you go up the food chain. So just really eating those primary foods, the vegetables and the seeds and the nuts, and it's so easy to get all the nutrition, which we can talk about in a moment. It's so easy to get the protein, but you're not getting all the crap. I think I read, you know, with the oceans now with the microplastics, eating any type of fish. It used to be with pregnant women. They're like, oh, don't eat, you know, tuna or the big fish. But now essentially all the fish are ingesting so much microplastic. It's like eating a credit card, a month or a week or something crazy. So it's really important, obviously, while well, the baby's developing to be as clean as possible in household products all around, but food is such an enormous way toxicity comes in. And number two is nutrition abundance, as we say, because plant foods have all the micronutrients, not just the macronutrients. So you're getting all those vitamins and minerals, all those trace things that the baby really needs. And all only fi fiber is only in plant-based foods. And fiber is essential when you're pregnant. Fiber is helping to stabilize your blood sugar levels. It's cleaning out toxins. It's also feeding the short chain fatty acids in the lining of your gut to help with inflammation and healthy fats. I mean, the whole thing is wonderful being on a plant-based diet. I didn't get constipated, Jordan. I felt really good. Granted, you know, we were talking about with my second son, I was tired. I think we all, we're all going to be tired to an extent. And then fast forwarding, I'll say that both of my sons are exceptionally healthy. They have been plant-based since birth. They don't, they never knock on wood, but they've never had an ear infection. They've never been to the doctor except for, you know, routine you know, they're once a year checkup or whatever. 
And they're so joyful and alive and just compassionate. I hear a lot of kids saying, I don't really want to eat the meat or it doesn't feel good to me, mama. And then the parent will say, no, no, you need the proteins. They kind of like push it down and like into them. And, the, you know, we know there's, there's a lot of sensitivity that comes when you're plant-based. It's not just the physicality, but it's really the energetics of it. Your open channels, open shrotas, open pathways, open nadis. So you're able to receive more information. And I think there's high vibration comes through like love and compassion. So in our family, John, I was, it was a huge carnivore when we met. Then he was vegan. Then he went back a little bit. Then he was full vegan for about eight months. And now he eats occasionally a little bit of fish, but he's really turned. And I've noticed such a difference in his energy. It's a lot more like grounded and, and gentle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as I a family, yeah, we're doing it together and it feels amazing. That's so amazing. So the whole protein thing, that's a huge question, especially while pregnant. I think 10 times a day, people it's ask the easiest me, how thing are to you get. getting protein as a vegan? Totally. So tell us, what are some protein-rich plant-based foods? I, I think that, you know, I get asked that question a lot too. And it's almost like we need to have an education class. The Pope public. We do. Because this idea that protein is hard to get or it's this, you know, a scarce element or, you know, like it's, it's just not true. Protein isn't everything. And a pregnant woman on average, right? Because it depends on your health level. It depends which trimester you're in. It depends on your body type, but we'll say you're roughly 70 grams to hundred grams. And so it's really easy to add an extra protein shake to your day. For instance, I ate a lot of quinoa lentils were my friend. I had one or two protein smoothies a day just because it was easy and convenient and you don't feel really full and backed up when you have something like that. Just first of all, let's just say that plant foods have a lot of protein. They have a lot of easily digestible assimilated protein. So you don't have to worry, oh, I'm not eating chicken. Where's it going to come from? I just think about my day. I have a you know, glowing green smoothie in the morning and then I would eat a hummus wrap, a gluten-free wrap with lots of greens in it and tomatoes. And then let's say I had a kale salad and I put like a nut pate or a bunch of lentils, beans, and then I have another power protein smoothie. And I'm just thinking about what I ate last night for dinner. Then a portobello mushroom, you know, stuffed with, Yum. yeah, like whatever good. I'm stuffing, you know, yeah. kind of sunflower seeds or whatever. And so, and in our pregnancy course, we have eating plans per trimester and you can see how easy it is to get enough protein. If we're conscious, which I'm sure anybody listening to this is, and we're going into it, not haphazardly, which is like, oh, I think I'll just eat a bunch of Cheetos today. Whole foods, whole plant foods have a good amount of protein. Mm -hmm. And so um, this course too, Jordan, got so massive that we made it three separate courses, actually. Fertility, which we could talk about all day, pregnancy and postpartum. And we enlisted 12 other amazing experts like Dr. Neil Bernard and Jill Blakeaway, who runs the biggest um, acupuncture fertility center in New York City. Uh, Vaidya Jay, who's my acu- uh, my Ayurvedic teacher. Dr. Uh, Felice Gersh, who runs the hormone, women's hormone, women's health and hormone center at UCLA. And it's amazing. The research does back this up. So all these misconceptions just 
I don't know where they come from. <laughs> where do they come from? I ask myself old that school. all the time. Well, very old school. Yeah. I just wonder, I wonder where it all began because it's such a belief out there that if you're plant-based, where do you get your protein? And it's so interesting. So it's funny because the thing about the world we live in today with the toxicity, with the, you know, insane population that we have, all the things, all the chemicals, all the stuffing and household cleaning and beauty products. And so when people would ask me, is it safe for you to be vegan when you're pregnant? I would say sometimes, you know, if I, depending on my mood, I'd be like, well, you know, I think the question should be, is it safe eating meat when you're pregnant? Now we know the dioxins and the PCBs and all this arson, all this stuff is coming through. It concentrates up the food chain. So when you really turn the question on its head and you look at it that way and you say, we're in this world of abundance where we can go to the grocery store and we can buy stuff. We're not in scarcity. So it's easy to be plant-based. And again, having gone through it to five, my older son is five. I can say that he's so healthy and happy. And some of the things that I hear my other friends talking about his poop, you know, we had to talk about this stuff too. His digestion is amazing. His, his poop is perfect. He poops every day. He doesn't have digestive issues. Like he doesn't, like I mentioned earlier, he doesn't have the ear infections. He doesn't have all this stuff. He just, you know, we're here in Topanga. He runs outside and he pees and then he'll grab a bunch of oranges and he runs around and he's so healthy and happy. Such a nice life. <laughs> Your boys have such a beautiful life here in oh, Topanga. Thank you. It's, so it's very free. Nice. It doesn't feel like Los Angeles, which is what we were talking about before yeah. the podcast. It's it's the forest. It's nature. And it's so nice. It's the forest. It's nature. And like we were saying, to me, it's a lifestyle. So I think when we're, you know, when you're pregnant in all the stages, but I would say especially in like fertility and pregnancy, gratitude is really important. Mm -hmm. So every evening, not only are we eating dinner together, but we say grace, um, we speak to spirit, and then we go around, we each say what we're grateful for. So really being in that space, I think it affects digestion. I think it affects everything when we feel full, when we feel expansive, when we feel abundant. I think we uptake nutrients more. I think there's more of an energetic exchange. I think we slow down more when we eat, we savor. So like I was saying before, it's not just like, oh, let's tally up these nutrients, mm, yeah. but it's this whole life. And, you know, just emotion means energy in, in motion. So just feeling our feelings, passing them through, especially when you're pregnant, meditating, all these things are really important. They really are. That's such a good tip and such a good reminder. It's not all about the nutrients. All right, guys, let's talk about my favorite healthy alternative to soda, which tastes just like the sodas that we all grew up with, but without the spoonfuls of sugar and without any artificial ingredients at all. We are talking about Olipop. I'm such a fan. I've been sipping on their brand new grape flavor, all day. It reminds me of grape soda, which was probably the only soda that I liked as a kid. I really was not a soda person, which 
It's kind of funny because I was always the only person I know who didn't like soda, but I did love grape soda. And the other thing that I loved was root beer. And I liked root beer because I liked having it with ice cream. So the amazing thing is Olipop also has a classic root beer. And as you can imagine, those are my two favorite flavors right now. Jonathan's favorite is the orange squeeze. They also have cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and vintage cola. Something that I love about Olipop is that they use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit your digestive health. So not only does it taste delicious, but it's also giving you that amazing gut health fiber that we all need. It actually has nine grams of plant fiber in each can with prebiotics, which are basically food for your probiotics, aka good bacteria in your gut. And it is also so low in sugar, like I said, compared to conventional sodas. So it only has two to five grams of sugar. And in a regular can of Coca-Cola, there is 40 grams of sugar. So for example, their orange squeeze has five grams of sugar compared to an orange Fanta, which has 44 grams of sugar, which is pretty much terrifying. You guys know I've lived a sugar-free life for as long as I can remember. And Olipop fits right into that because it is all completely natural sugars. All of their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly with less than eight grams net carbs per can. They're so confident that you will love their products that they offer a 100% money-back guarantee for orders placed through their website. And we have worked out an exclusive deal for our TBB listeners to try all of the flavors with their best-selling variety pack for 20% off plus free shipping. Go to drinkolipop.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K olipop.com slash blonde. This discount is only valid for their variety pack, or you can shop in person at your local Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Wegmans, and Erewhon. So check them out. Olipop is amazing. And now let's get back into this episode with Kimberly Snyder. That's another question that I got. I think it came through yesterday. It was, are you counting your macronutrients being pregnant? And like, you know, how are you tallying it all up kind of? And I just, I couldn't even answer the question at the time because what I wanted to say was exactly what you just said. Oh yeah. It's very, it's a full, it's a, it's a lifestyle. So um, Dr. Colin Campbell says it best when he says, focus on eating whole foods. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he says basically focus on eating whole foods and your body will do the math for you. Now, when we're pregnant, we do want to make sure, you know, that security, like, oh, am I getting enough? So what I suggest is having an idea of how many grams of protein are in your protein shake, for instance. So I would load it up, right? So I'm like, okay, I know this thing is 25 grams. So you generally know, okay, if I eat this whole, you know, kale salad with a bunch of lentils, it's going to be, you know, 15 grams or so, whatever it is. And that's why in our pregnancy course, I like to list it. So, you know, but then you kind of, you don't obsess, you feel good. You kind of you know, pull back from that. And then I, my other thing is keeping it really simple. So, you know, there's the, the go-to foods. I put together bowls that are really simple. 
simple is the way I eat and simple is the way I live. And so there isn't as much worry in your head. So instead of like these elaborate meals, it's like, okay, it's a little bit of retraining for some of us, but I know if I, you know, cook up a bunch of this tempeh and I put it on my kale, it's going to taste good. It's going to digest well. Digestion is so important when you're pregnant, as you know. Oh, it certainly is. <laughs> and then when we eat simply, it doesn't take excess energy to digest because our body can work on that food and let it move through. So I like simple. I like knowing, you know, when I work with someone, I'll general numbers, but then you know that you're eating all whole foods in general, right? You know, it's try for the 80%. We still can have treats yeah, when we're exactly. pregnant. But yeah, you don't have to obsess. You don't have to like have all these like apps and charts. At least that wasn't the way that felt good to me. That felt like over controlling. And I don't, you know, for me, it didn't feel necessary. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. What's your favorite plant-based protein powder? So I like Vega a lot. That's the one I know. Brendan Brazier, who's my friend. He's a vegan mm -hmm. triathlete. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, is, Jonathan is obsessed with him. Oh my God. So he was here this weekend for our party and he lives in Topanga. He's building a house here. Amazing. And he's amazing. He's been on my podcast too. And so it's his brand. Yeah, and such so a good brand. He sold it, but he's reacquiring it. Oh, he is? Yeah. Did he just miss being or Maybe I shouldn't say that publicly. Well, <laughs> news is out. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's good news. That was the first brand I ever worked with oh, on wow. my blog. Amazing. Back in 2013, the first brand to reach out and say, we, can we send you product? And of course, I was like, yes, please send me product. This is so exciting. I don't know about you, but I always like when I know the formulator or I know mm -hmm. the person involved. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Because there's so many ways things can get marketed. There's, you know, I want to know the soul. I want to know where it comes from. I want to know the energy behind it. So I, I had the Vega throughout my pregnancy. It worked really well. And I would always put chia seeds in my protein smoothies too, just to get that extra fat. And then I do recommend taking an EPA DHA supplement when you're pregnant. Sometimes it's in the prenatal, sometimes it's not, but I always took a prenatal and, you know, still do like through the nursing period. And then also a DHA EPA and also an SBO probiotic. Mm -hmm. Like our Saluna so, one. <laughs> yeah, I love your Saluna one. Yay. What brand of the EPA DHA would you recommend? So I have tried different ones. I'm not as brand loyal to one, but the one I'm currently using is called Testa. And so you can check that one out. I like it because it's a serving as one bigger capsule. You know, if you're not, if you're someone that doesn't love pills, taking too many pills, mm -hmm. that's a good one. I take well. so many. It's Do you ridiculous. Really? <laughs> My family makes I guess fun you don't of me. Have, you don't have issues swallowing. Yeah, them. I don't. I had to get used to it. Um, I'm looking at questions people sent in. People wow, are so excited that you're coming on. This is an interesting one. Did you follow food combining during pregnancy? I was very lax about food combining. So I ate really simple, which I think is the heart of food combining for me. But there are times it's just like... You know, I have not, by the way, exactly. I've been following food combining during pregnancy because all I could eat in the first trimester was nut butter with fruit. Oh, and so at that good. time, food combining went out the window. I was like, Honestly, I don't care because it's, it's so delicious. It's not the time to do that <laughs> mm -hmm. because we're, we're changing. Our hormones are changing. Yes. Body's growing. So I, I give us all a pass the whole time. I will say, take your digestive enzymes. Key. So we have those at Saluna too. I had so many digestive enzymes while I was pregnant because I knew I needed that support. You don't want your most of your body's energy to go to digestion. You want it to go to you and to baby. 
like your replenishment, your bones, keeping you safe and strong and also to forming baby. So digestive enzymes are huge. I don't think we need to worry about the food combining, but at the same time, I still think simplistic, simple eating is important because otherwise then you start to feel heavy and you can feel stagnant, which isn't a great feeling when you're pregnant. You start to feel more stuck. It's hard. I feel pretty heavy at the moment. It's just your body's going through so many changes anyway. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I miss that feeling of lightness. So the other thing, our other supplement we have is detoxy. And I don't know if you've tried that while you're pregnant. I I haven't used it pregnant, but if I can, I will. So I showed it to my doctor and he was like, it means basically vitamin C and oxygen with some magnesium. So he's like, this is fine. This is great. Like, I don't want you taking a bunch of laxatives, but it's not a laxative. So I, I always recommend check with your doctor, but I took it my whole pregnancy. And what it is, is it gets between the old waist and the side of your uh, GI tract and then it cleanses your whole system. So it helped me poop the whole pregnancy. And I, I take it, I take it gonna, when I'm not This pregnant. is going to change my life. Um, <laughs> you know, I took it all the time and I used to email your team all the time. I need more. I'm already running yes. out because I'm such a fan of that product. Oh, but I have some I can give you too. Oh, I would love it. Pregnant, I've been super careful because I, I never know, especially in the beginning. Um, yeah, I, I mean, was unaware of what, was, what is... was like okay and not okay. But now I'm second trimester. Well into the second trimester, I did a colonic the other day. Oh, wow. That was so nice. Oh, that was wow. also okay. Well, yeah, if you're doing doctor, colonics, then yeah, believe me. Exactly. The and I needed it, trust me. Because okay. like, oh, I run very constipated, even though yes. I'm plant-based, eat simple, all the fiber. It's just kind of the way that my body's always been. Me too. Um, yeah. So especially pregnant. Holy moly. Holy moly. It well, is crazy. Ask your doctor, but yes. if he or she gives you the go-ahead... I'm telling you, love, it saved me. I think you just saved my life. I'm sure my doctor, my doctor is so lax, by the way. He's so good for me. Well, if he says that colonic was okay, then this will be Yeah, I've been like really cautious in this pregnancy, emailing my doctor. Hey, I was on a really bumpy boat ride in Tahoe. I'm freaking out. It was so bumpy. I'm really worried. And he was just, yeah. I mean, for everything, every concern that I've had, he's told me, you're completely fine. I promise your baby's fine. Wow. Babies are so strong. It's true. Um, You know, unless you were in like a head-on, like vehicle accident, like you're completely fine. Wow. But it felt like I was in the boat. So that's why that was a whole, whole different story. But my my point is my doctor is very relaxed and he has helped me realize how strong babies are. And how strong our bodies are. Yes, how strong we are. Mm-hmm. We're so strong. I was really nervous about having sex when we were pregnant. And in the beginning, we did. And then one time I bled. And then I called my doctor and he said, you know, to your point, he's like, that happens a lot. You know, it's okay. And he's like, if it was easy to, you know, miscarry or, you know, to have while having sex, he's like, people just do that. Right. If they right. do want the baby. And he's like, it's not that That's easy. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. I was very nervous about having sex too, especially because I didn't want to bleed. I didn't want to no. bleed. I didn't want anything to go through my mind that was negative because right. I had had two chemical pregnancies before this. So mm. like the super early pregnancy mm. loss. So I had been already praying to the universe and my Did baby. Did you even know you were pregnant? I knew because I'm so sensitive. Did you, and did you show on a test? No. Oh, wow. I just knew my Chinese medicine doctor who muscle tests and she's very psychic and intuitive and she's worked with me for a long time. 
she confirmed both of those pregnancies, which was amazing. But I also knew in my heart because I had morning sickness. I didn't feel like myself. I had food aversions. Wow. They were two very atypical experiences. But on a spiritual level, I know that it was what I needed to surrender. I had to surrender so many things. This happened earlier this year. Oh, wow. And... I knew the soul was coming. I knew this little boy was coming. And so it was all meant to be. It was very orchestrated for the journey that I needed and the journey that this baby needed. But it was so hard. So I didn't want to bleed. I didn't want like anything. So I've been super cautious. Yeah. No, I understand that. Of Mm -hmm. course. Like, especially being a first time mom. Yeah. Everything's so (sighs) new. Who's your doctor, by the way? Dr. J. Gordon. Oh, oh yeah. He's been on the podcast. Okay. Do you know him? He's in Santa Monica. I've heard his name before. Is he also a pediatrician or no? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I oh, was he's your about, pediatrician. Oh, sorry. Who was your <laughs> I was OB? thinking about the kids. Dr. Chin. Okay. So okay. he was the backup to my midwife, Davey Kalsha. And so that's how I got connected to Dr. Chin. And I absolutely love him. Cool. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. So the pediatrician, I definitely yes. have him. He's very, um, he's very open. He became known for, you know, sometimes things get mixed, misconstrued. He's not anti-vaccine completely, but he's about spacing out and waiting until the child is older. So that's what we've done with both of our sons. And now in California, for any, t- you know, any private or public kindergarten, you do have to have a certain amount of vaccines. So we're, we're in that process going headed into kindergarten, but we, we waited and we went, you know, through this timeline that felt good to us and to him. So he's, he's great. He sounds phenomenal. That's yeah. what I want. I have so, so many thoughts about all of that. And oh yeah. We can talk more yeah, about that's all a whole, the resources. A whole other thing. That's incredible. Yes. Other questions that people have sent in for you. Mm. Um, somebody said, no question, just excited. You're two, two of my favorite mamas in one conversation. Aww. <laughs> um, so cute. Okay. Somebody said, tips for advocating for yourself and your baby if your doctor is not vegan. So we went, we actually, it's funny you say that. I was looking at the pregnancy course earlier and I have a whole section about how to talk to your doctor this is a big one. It depends on how open your doctor is, but I think they have to respect if you come with information from a grounded place and they can feel like, okay, you've researched this. There's some thought. So there are some really good um, studies you can reference um, that I provide. You can also, you know, cite and I, I don't want to say it now because I'll, I'll misquote it, but the obstetricians board has said that well-planned vegan diets are more than adequate for pregnancy. Like there's certain things you can reference. And then if you want, you can show them like, here's what I'm eating and look, it adds up to this amount of protein. So you can get them on board by showing that you're coming at it in a thoughtful way, not just a spontaneous and you know careless way. So I think it's important to show up but to show up with your voice and to show up with clarity, like this is what I'm going to do. And I'm sharing this with you. I'm not necessarily asking for your permission. Exactly. Right. You are, you are the mother. Exactly. And this will, this is something that you want to establish in pregnancy because it will carry through the pregnancy into your child's life, into advocating for, you know, what you want for your child in the classroom with a teacher, with friends, with in life. 
So you, you have the instinct, you are the mother, you and your child are essentially one. You know, the yogis say until we're, till they're three, they still share the aura with you. So just for me, it's strength, clarity, um, being well-informed. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> and you know what? If they're an a-hole, get a different doctor. <laughs> exactly. Switch doctors. If they're like totally not supportive of what you want, exactly. Switch doctors. Yeah, um, d- Dr. Chin is not plant-based, but he respected my choices. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, and he's like, honestly, he's like, I don't really care what you're eating because look how big this baby is. The baby's getting what it needs. Totally. Both of my sons were about nine pounds. Wow, that's They're amazing. They're big babies, yeah. Yeah. Wow, and did you have a natural birth? No, so then this is another interesting story, being open to the birth. So with Emerson, I, I really planned for the home birth. We had the tub, we had a birth altar. Davy was our um, midwife. And what happened was my water broke before contractions came. So I was starting to have contractions, but they weren't close enough and active yet. But after 24 hours of laboring at home, you know, safety wise, you have to go to the hospital because there's a risk of infection once the, wa- the water breaks. So then we get to the hospital and I dilate all the way to 10 centimeters. This goes on over the day. And so then they're like, oh, Davey's like, it's time to start pushing. And I start pushing and nothing happens. And this goes on for a couple hours. And so she's like, well, maybe you could use some Pitocin. Maybe you're not feeling it enough. And I'm like, Hmm. I really do feel it. I'm a yogi. I do, you know, work with the bandhas and I don't think that's what it is, but then you're kind of out of it at that point. So then they give me Pitocin with no epidural, which is like a pain Painful. you can never oh, imagine. Gosh. It's contractions times a hundred. So they usually pair Pitocin with the epidural. With the epidural. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the epidural. So after four hours, now, I'm, now I've been in labor for 50 hours over two days. Dr. Chin comes in and he says, square a peg in a round hole this child's head is so big, he will not fit down your birth canal. Now, keep in mind, I'm half Asian. So I have an Asian shaped internal pelvis and these are nine pound babies with a Caucasian man. Uh-huh. So in the past, you know, this whole thing, I, I read all those Ina May books, like our bodies are designed to give birth, but not necessarily when you're going cross-continentally from Asia to Europe, right? These are very different bodies now having babies. I'm not saying it's not possible, but for my body, it wasn't. And he said, you know, 150 years ago, you both would have died or we would have cut the baby out and you would have died. So I had so much gratitude in that moment for technology, like Western medicine and technology, because, you know, I do and you do skew too, more like, you know, holistic in a lot of what I do, like Ayurveda, homeopathy. Yeah. So, but I, I have a lot of respect for Western medicine. I think it's amazing for childbirth and especially accidents and trauma in many ways, but this was one of the amazing ways. And so we ended up getting a C-section and it was amazing, Jordan. The baby came and after a short time, he was placed on my chest and he drank the colostrum and then we just kept nursing. And then he pretty much stayed there for a year. Aww. And so the second baby was also measuring very large there was a little bit more of a rupture risk. We live here in the mountains and we said, I don't want to risk it. I don't have any ego at all about this birth. I think it's you know a lot more about the birth than the birth. It's how you raise the child. So we had another C-section and Beautiful. I'm very, very happy with it. Absolutely. I love that you had no ego with it. Mm. And I'm definitely in a similar boat as you because I've had health 
concerns. Of course. I had the fibroid surgery um, oh. on my uterus. I had a great, you know that? A grapefruit-sized fibroid on what? the anterior side of my uterus. So How I, long ago was that? Um, three years ago. I had wow. that surgery. So it was basically like having a C-section. And at the oh. time, I was told, you're going to have to have C-sections when you have kids. So I've had three years to wrap my head around that yes. and to be okay with it. But more recently, my doctor said... We can try for a vaginal birth, but we cannot do a natural birth like whatsoever, which I'm fine with because I've been prepared to do the C-section and I've recovered from that surgery before. So I know what it entails and I didn't have a baby last time. So not very fun to recover from that surgery and not even have the reward. (laughs) So I know, I know the pain. I don't know if it was very painful for you, but for me, it was a, it was a hard time. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I know a lot of people who follow me, they're like, well, where's your midwife? Why aren't you doing the home birth? Like blah, blah, blah. And I think it's so interesting how people expect something from you just because you're a natural, spiritually minded person and permission to do anything you want, honestly. Honestly, like I get goosebumps when you were talking about that. I, You know, when we really embody spirituality, our spirit connection with spirit, we transcend all those labels. There is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. It's all energy. It doesn't matter if you have a C-section or a home birth. It's, it's how that child chooses to come through in your soul. It's, it's, you know, soul contracts. We can get into a whole thing, but transcending those labels. Cause I had the same thing. People were expecting me to have a natural birth. People were expecting all this stuff. And then in turn, you put pressure on yourself. And it was so amazing. I had a really great pregnancy. Both times I was more tired in the beginning of the second one, but I had a great pregnancy and whatever. But going through that, meaning like my plans just got totally thrown out the window and I went this other way and then I embraced it, really helped me grow spiritually. Because I could see, oh, I've had these labels. There's separation still in my mind. This good, this bad. And once I transcended that, I felt like it was a doorway I went through. And I started looking at other parts of my life where I still put labels. And it was amazing to grow. Really helped me grow. That's so beautiful. I can totally see that. I'm envisioning that now for me. Yeah. Because I've definitely gone through points of that too. And I have an incredible doula who, of course, has encouraged, you know, me to try every avenue. But I know in my heart, I know in my heart kind of what feels comfortable for this pregnancy. And that's all that matters. I mean, honestly, like they come through and then you have a whole lifetime with them. Like you said, it's so much more about raising the child than, than the birth itself. Honestly, the birth happens. And then it's like the next moment they're on your chest, whether you have a vaginal birth or a Mm C-section. So yeah, for me, I was very comfortable. There was, it was a no brainer with Moses, with our second child about having another C-section. I didn't, any amount of risk was not worth it to me. Rupture risk. That makes so much sense. And listen, like I have friends that have home births and that feels really good to them, you know? So it's each their own. It's really about the mama. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And you want to have more kids, right? Yeah. yeah. We're open now to having a third uh-huh. over the next year or so. When Moses was born, I said, oh, I'm excited. I want to have another one. But this was like two months in. And then that four-month sleep regression hits and I was exhausted. 
I was in the middle of writing um, this next book, which is my yes, best Yes, which book. we're so excited about, which we're going to do a whole episode yeah. about in a few months. I can't wait, my love. I know. I was just like, I kind of hit my rock bottom around Thanksgiving. After things, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I was exhausted and depleted and I felt horrible. So I was like, I'm not having another child right now. And now, you know, then we just kept bonding as a family, the four of us. And now I feel ready. Mm-hmm. So, That's amazing. Yeah. That's so exciting. I feel his soul around. You think it's a boy? I feel like I think I'm talked about to be that. a yeah. boy mom. You're like boy you, mom. I'm very feminine mm-hmm. and I have a you know, what, female community, female-based community. So I don't know. Like it just feels the way spirit wants to work through us. I know. I, I cannot even tell you how much I relate and it, it's so interesting because all the people who guessed whether we were having a boy or a girl, whether it was friends and family or the people who follow me, everyone guessed girl. Because you're so soft. Because I'm so feminine. Yes. But I think when you're so feminine and so soft, you're such a wonderful container then for totally, these boys. Totally. And we need that balance in the world. We need really conscious yeah. men to come up. And so it's felt really nice to me having, having boys. Mm-hmm. You're it's, such a boy mom. <laughs> I think, a- I think your third will be a boy too, if I could just guess. And if not, we'll be very surprised. And it's, it's funny because my husband is so masculine, uh-huh. like in every way. And then I have the boys and then there's this part of my life that's like so girly and 90% of my friends are girls and I just yes. love girl time. And so it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So you get the balance in your life, no matter yes. what. That's so you get amazing. the balance no matter what. We all need that balance, you know? Yeah, we do. Yeah. So a couple of final questions. What are the best substitutes for milk if breast milk or if breastfeeding is not working plant-based formula? So there is a new brand out. I believe it came out this year. It's called Elsie and it's plant-based. And I want to say it's got like brown rice and I want to say like lentils or sprouts. It's soy-free. It doesn't have any high fructose corn syrup. Um, It uses better oils. So that's probably the best plant-based formula that I've found out there. Okay. Elsie. Okay. Yeah. Very good to know. And then supplementation. That's the final question I have. For, for a baby or for mama? Um, well, for both while you're pregnant and then the supplements that you give your kids. So I think it's important to take a prenatal through the whole process from when you start even thinking you want a child. And I usually say like in our program and with clients, I usually say people should prepare for at least four months, ideally the man and the woman. And then when you're pregnant, you want to take a prenatal, you want to take the DHA EPA that we mentioned. And then I'm a big proponent of an SVO probiotic to keep everything working for your gut microbiome. And so I would do all that through the nursing period, assuming of course your prenatal has the full spectrum of B vitamins, vitamin D, all the key things that you need folate. For child, you know, it's so specific on the, for the baby. And if you're giving breast milk, then they're getting the natural probiotics that way they're getting a lot. Um, But now that Bubby's older when he stopped and he's, he nursed till four. <laughs> That's amazing. Then I started giving him some probiotics in his, um, he has a glow and green smoothie too every day. And he takes a liquid multivitamin, but you know, it's dependent on the baby. Some people give their babies vitamin D. I was okay bringing Moses out in the sun, getting a little bit of sun on his limbs, but you know, it depends on the mom. 
I also come from the philosophy where you don't need as much supplementation if you had that really um, amazing diet. Mm -hmm. So it's just like those key things. Yeah. Amazing. This is such an informative episode. Uh, I could talk to you forever. And we're just talking. I I feel like we're throwing in stuff, but yeah, I love talking to you about all the philosophy of how you met your husband. I know. It's all so fun. We so could fun. literally, this episode could be ours. I know. We could post up here with our tea and just I chill. Know, it's so nice. <laughs> Bring Moses down here. Yes. And your home is so beautiful. Oh, thank you I so much. I wish everybody listening could see the crystals in Kimberly's house. <laughs> like we have this amethyst sitting by us and oh. all of your books, your book with Deepak Chopra is right mm. there. Just such a good vibe in here. Thank you, love. I'm so happy you're here. Me too manifesting to be neighbors soon. Yes. Oh my God. It'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. It'll yeah. Happen. I feel like you're going to come here. Yeah. I think either Where Topanga else are you going to Malibu. <laughs> Malibu, oh, Malibu would be the yes. only other place that I'm interested in. I like Malibu. It's um, it's a different vibe because it's so long. Right. Which is great. There's pockets, whereas mm-hmm. Topanga is like one community where cocoon. everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. So I like that small town vibe. I do too. But they're both amazing. And I'm always saying to Jonathan, who grew up in Calabasas, who spent a lot of time in Malibu, oh. that I don't know that Malibu has the community that I'm looking for, but he always says, no, they really do. So who knows? I think it depends on the area. Like you yes. said, because it's a very long... It's 30 miles of It's long. Land. And I know amazing people that live there too. So mm-hmm. it's more, I think, like decentralized communities. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see where this baby boy wants to live. I can't wait to video. I know. It's going to be so fun. Well, thank you so much, my oh. love. This was fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure and an honor to have a conversation on the pod. It truly is. Thank I'm you, so my thankful. love. And all of our listeners, Kim will be back soon to talk about her new book in just a Yay. couple months. I can't wait. Can't wait. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Kimberly. This was so fun to record in her beautiful home, surrounded by crystals and the nature in Topanga. The vibes were just so on point. And I'm so grateful to have had her on to have this super important and informational conversation about plant-based pregnancy and raising plant-based children, as well as talking about spirituality and all of the things that Kimberly and I both believe in and the ways that we live our life. Thank you so much to her for coming on. Thank you to our sponsors of today's episode, Four Sigmatic and Olipop. You can find both of those discount links in the show notes. Tag me on Instagram if you try either of those brands. I'm so grateful to the brands that sponsor this podcast and make it possible for me to release episodes every week and give me an incredible job and career to talk to you guys about the things that we all are so passionate about and I hope that it brings you so much value in your life. I wanted to also remind you that if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I would love if you took the time to do that. And if you do, send a screenshot to jordanatthebalancepond.com so I can thank you personally by sending you my free yoga ebook and just tell you how amazing you are for being here and for listening to the show. Also check out our first episode with Kimberly Snyder, which I believe was from 2019, if I am correct, and she'll be back on soon. I'm sending you all so much love and I cannot wait to be back chatting next week. Sending you kisses.
Have a soul on fire day.